You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We were supposed to head into this weekend having fun. We were supposed to head into All-Star Weekend with a win against the team. We beat 13 straight times. The Hornets would be just a game away from 500. And All-Star Weekend would be here in Charlotte with Boosie and 2 Chains roaming the streets. It was a glorious mindset I had heading in. But then Doug, a Doug text me, said that he was roaming the streets alongside Spencer Dinwiddie last night. All-Star Weekend, man. We were supposed to have fun. And the Charlotte Hornets, they get throttled. In Orlando, Charlotte just gets embarrassed by the Magic, losing 127 to 89. And it's the second straight game they failed to reach 40 points in the first half. I didn't look it up, but I don't remember back to back games where they were that offensively challenged, especially in the first half, in two of those games in a row. We're going to start with the fun things going around here in Charlotte. We're going to talk parties, shoes, Jordan apparel, and all things All Star Weekend first. And I was told a certain former host loves All Star Weekend that he would love to come on the show today. So, no Doug today, no Nada. We go to the phone line and welcome former host himself, David Walker. David, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you? Man, it's awesome, man. I appreciate it. I'm honored. It's good to be back. I've been listening to you guys, Walker. You, not a Doug, have been killing it. So, man, I appreciate just to be back and, and do a little small part around one of my favorite events of the year for sure. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. And I feel like, David, just from what I've been described as the person that you are and all of the things that you that interest you, I feel like this is your personal heaven. There are so many because sneaker events that are uptown Charlotte right now. You've got Adidas, Puma, Nike, the Jordan pop-up shop that's up there in uptown right now. Is this indeed right? Is this your personal heaven right now? I'll tell you what, man. It, it's, it's honestly hard to explain because I had such a buildup uh, in my mind to this event. And even I think I may have undersold it. I just didn't realize, you know, how big everything would be. I mean, Jordan Brandon Nike taking over the Mint. You got a house of hoops just thrown up out of nowhere right next to the Spectrum Center. And all this other stuff that, like, you don't even know that it's coming until you see it on social media or, you know, walk by it downtown, excuse me, uptown. And, uh, yeah, so it's been crazy, man. I mean, I honestly – from like last Friday to today, I've been on social media way too much, way more than I normally am. Just like constantly refreshing, like what what's next, what's 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 coming. So it's been really cool to see the basketball universe descend upon Charlotte, which is the cool thing about this weekend to me. It's just like at the center of the basketball universe. Everybody's here. The focus of you know, it's an international focus, too, so it's just really cool for Charlotte to be involved. I can't wait to go up there. I have not been uptown to see everything yet. I've followed everything on social media as well. It's crazy. I mean, I, I've followed yeah. – there was an article Charlotte Observer posted, I think Rick Bennell, basically. All it is is just links and advertisements of all the parties that are going on, all the shops that you can go check out, and I did not stop scrolling. It was a ridiculous link that took me on all of these different things that were going on, and it was forever. It was like I was reading this 80-page article scrolling down with all the things that are going on in charlotte and so again you mentioned uh, all the shoe uh, shops that are going on in uptown the jordan pop-up shop that seems to be one of everybody's favorite and david i know that's your thing right like you're a jordan nike guy do you have the brand loyalty that prohibits you from checking out adidas and other brands or do they interest you as well no 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 (laughs) i'm a lover of, of all sneakers to be honest i mean but right now like nike and jordan is such a behemoth i mean such a monster and they have gone out of their way to just kind of take over this weekend 
But I want to check out, yeah, I definitely want to see what Puma's got going on because they've been kind of a big, uh, you know, bright spotlight on them this season coming back from the NBA and stuff. And I know they're launching a couple of maybe a, mo- a new model or two this weekend. And Adidas is always in there. But honestly, it feels like Nike and Jordan, you know, just put out so much stuff. And they've got stuff going on at Social Status, you know, which is a local boutique here. They've got some other um, – locations across you know i think the southeast and some other places maybe started up in pittsburgh but like that's the cool thing about it to me like charlotte as a city gets some shine but like these local boutiques you know some of the local people in town that do great things get uh some notice around this week too by partnering with people like jordan and the nba and all and the all-star stuff as well but man i'm here for it all i mean certainly jordan and nike put out as much as they can but if I bump up against the mm-hmm. Adidas booth, I'm, I'm not going to go the other way. Uh, how much money do you plan on losing this weekend, David? Well, you know what? <laughs> I've been pretty good so far. <laughs> I was actually texting with Doug. Some of uh, you may have seen his social media post around the new hat that he picked up. Oh, that thing is just him. insane. <laughs> That's a Doug Branson hat if I've ever seen one. It is. <laughs> and, and so I can't wait to see him rocking that. But I was just saying to him, I've been pretty good so far. But, like, I'm telling you what, man, they will not stop. Nike will just not stop exploding my phone with drops. And so, I, I, dude, I, I don't play golf. I, I tried to pick up some golf shoes this morning. I mean, that's how bad it is. And then I didn't get them, and I was mad. I mean, it, it, it's bad. It needs to end right now. Oh, I, I know Nada has been all over Twitter as well, talking about my wallet is going to have a beating this weekend. He's uh, Apparently, David Chappelle was in last night, which a lot of people said was just phenomenal, yep. which is so cool. But he said, so far, it's been a good night. It's been a whole lot of money. But, again, it, it wasn't even Friday yet. Like, it's Friday right now. And going uptown yeah. with all of these events, I expect to put a hurting on my wallet as well. Plus, I just got paid today. Like that's that's the oh. worst time. It's the worst time. It's, it, it, it's the best time, but it's the worst time. Uh, just real quickly, what are some of the favorite events that you've seen pop up, David? Are there any events that you have to go check out? Is there any one that comes up to your mind particularly? Like some of the stuff pop up around town. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to the the mint yet the jordan thing yet either um, some people have been in there sent me some clips i think you can find stuff on social media i definitely want to check out that in the house of hoops of course those two seem to have the longest lines um but those two seem like to be the big things uh so i definitely want to check those out and then the whole thing going on at the epicenter that thing seems to be blowing up too but like i said walker i mean you know how it is like I, i'm on social media in the morning and something new like pops up or like happened last night and i'm like i didn't know about that um, so, like, a lot of stuff you, you know, you can't get into, as you know, but I think there is a lot of cool stuff that if you're just walking around, you can bump into something that you had no idea was there, which is which is really cool, I think, because there's so much stuff going on. And I thought I knew everything, but, but mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's something, something new is always around. It, it's overwhelming. It's unbelievably overwhelming. Yeah. Um, real quickly, just on Malik Monk. Malik Monk was wearing the draft day fours, and those are coming out. He wore them the day before they came out. Is it fair or foul to be a Hornets fan and be interested in owning that pair of shoes? Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. And it's funny because Nada texted me uh, this morning asking, not for my permission, I don't think, he doesn't need my permission, <laughs> but he was just double-checking. You are the person we seek, David. It. Yes, we, we need your permission. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. We do need your permission to yeah. have these shoes in our presence. And, man, you know what? I told him in all capital letters, get them. Of mm. course, by then, it was, it was too late. They had already sold out, so I'm going to keep my eyes open for him. But, man, like, here's my thing with Kobe and the Hornets, and I understand – uh, some people feel a certain way about those shoes, borrowing the Hornets' colors and, and Kobe's 
brief, brief, brief. I don't even think he called it a stint with the team because he was never. Really <laughs> he wore a hat, there. I think. That's that's my, <laughs> yeah, and that's my thing. Like he was never here. Uh, he ascended to such great heights in his career. He, he reached greatness. He, he he went to another plane. That I think you just got to appreciate what he did for the game, for the league. Uh, even though none of that happened in Charlotte, we did get some big wins over Kobe and the Lakers at times, you know, as a franchise here. So that was always fun. And like you said, man, those shoes, the shoes are good. Like you, you got a good shoe and good Hornets colors. I, for me, I appreciate those. I understand the sentiment. If you don't want to go there and as a Hornets fan, I totally get that too, but wouldn't let that stand in the way of a good pair of shoes. So I told Nada to go ahead and grab it. <laughs> Hornets fans, if you felt conflicted, David Walker has given you permission. Go out there, purchase the shoes. Now you are able to do so with a clean conscience. All right, I want to take a quick break. I want to stop here. We'll have David for one more segment, and then we'll finish up with the Orlando Magic Charlotte Hornets recap. We'll ask David a little bit more about the events that are going on here in All-Star Weekend, a little bit more of the basketball angle rather than just the sneakers although we got some more sneakers on the other side of the break as well stick around with us on LOH we're here on the Locked On Podcast Network this is Locked On Hornets 10 Al Jefferson 9 Anthony Mason 8 Gerald Wallach 7 Baron Davis 6 Del Curry 5 Glenn Rice 4 Muggsy Bogues 3 Larry Johnson 2 Alonzo Mourning number one top Charlotte Hornet of all time Kimba Walker thank you everybody The list is done. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. You're listening to Locked On Hornets, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can check us all out on Twitter, at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, at Doug Branson LOH. You can find our show handle on most social media platforms, at Locked On Hornets. And we'll get right back to it. We'll head right back to the phone line. We appreciate David Walker serving in as basically a fill-in host for the next couple of segments or so. And David, I saw the feature on P.J. Tucker, who's regarded, of course, the sneaker king of the end. NBA. It was really cool. Uh, they asked him what the most expensive pair of shoes he ever bought was. He mentioned he bought a pair of shoes for $30,000 one time. <laughs> now It's insane. Now, I think Charity had something to do with it as well, but still, it is still insane no matter how you slice it up. So, David, I ask you, do you have a pair of shoes you'd be willing to share that cost you as much money as you've ever spent on a pair? You know, it's funny because right now, like, some shoes are dropping this weekend that are that are like $250, right? And, like, 250 retail, which means, you know, if you're buying those after market, you're looking at $300 right there anyway. Even if you get them retail, once you put in tax and shipping, you're approaching 300 bucks. So, like, 300 bucks is becoming, you know, the baseline for some of these shoes. So, like, my highest shoe is Funny Walker because – this was a LeBron 9 South Beach. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. Oh, like, I think I do. I, and I know nothing about shoes. I feel like, did it have the, it, did it, was it extremely colorful? Am I wrong about that? Yeah. So they did too. The eight was like a, like a, like a teal or like the Miami Vice. Okay. Shoe, it's exactly, that's what I'm thinking of. And then the next one, I couldn't get that one. The next one was the, the nine. And what I had to do back then was trying to go through one of these guys who says they can get you stuff on the internet. <laughs> okay, yes. So. Perfect. So I paid like I paid like four fifty or something. And like a month or two goes by, I'm like, hey, man, what is going on? He's like, I'm getting them, I'm getting them, I'm getting them. And uh, long story short, never got them. 
I did get my money refunded, so so shout out to him. But Ooh. like that was as high as I was willing to go. I'd already put down the money, and the sh- I never got the shoes, so he did, did refund me. This is the before the days of like StockX and, and the Goat app. Uh, but that's as high as I, as I've gone, man. And I, like it's getting there, just because retail is getting high so so bad. But I, if I ever get to thirty thousand, like somebody's gonna have to come commit me because, or, or else my <laughs> wife will have to come catch me because that's just that's insane. I imagine either one of those things would happen. Yeah. So four fifty, you didn't get the shoes, but you know that's the threshold that you were willing to go, and that was your line. That's the one that you weren't allowed to cross. I get you. Four hundred fifty. Those those things I do remember though. Those were pretty sweet shoes. Now, Dave, let's talk some basketball just real quickly before we get you off here. All star events this weekend. Uh, what are some of your favorite events that you usually look forward to for All Star Weekend? And do you have any players that you're most excited to see that are here in Charlotte? I like the Rising Stars game. I mean, the vibe around that one lately has been that it's going to be well. It's definitely going to be more competitive than the game on Sunday. <laughs> but these young guys, um, especially like what's interesting to me, Walker, is guys like Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jason Tatum, some of the guys that were probably earmarked for the big game on Sunday, uh, you know, playing in this game, if they have something to go out and prove um, like, to the league and, you know, to the fans that didn't vote them in and guys that did get in, like Ben Simmons, is there going to be any one-upsmanship in, in that game. I think that's always a fun game. And you got the young guys in there anyway, so they're excited to be here and excited to play. Um, I, I like Saturday night. I don't know about you. I mean, we always get on the dunk contest and the three-point contest when it doesn't deliver. But, like, it's always fun for me, and I'm bummed out when it's lame like everybody else. But then you can kind of, you know, crack jokes about it too. So, like, th- it's such a spectacle that you never know what to expect, and you just want kind of one moment to come out of it, right? Like, I think with the three-point this year, we've got the Currys and we've got Kemba. That's such, such a huge lineup that I think that is, uh, that's something to keep an eye on that could be the highlight of the weekend, even though we've got Miles Bridges in there, which I know a lot of Hornets or fans are, are excited about. Without, like, a known quantity, and, like, in the dunk contest, I'm talking about Levine or Aaron Gordon, sure. somebody that we know, um, it's still a bit of a toss-up. You never know when the bright lights get on them Saturday night, how those guys are going to react. That's a huge stage for one person and for especially those young guys, but I'm hopeful Miles and company can put on a good show. Well, I'm glad you brought up the disdain for the dunk contest that we hear about every three years or so and acting like it's dead. That, that's actually one of the more rants that I have about the NBA and the perception of it. Like people hate the dunk contest and then three years it's back and it's back for a couple mm-hmm. of seasons. And then we react overwhelmingly like oh now it's dead again i mean it's a roller coaster and i'm with you i'm right. i share the same exact sentiment as you do i it sucks when it's lame that's just how it is sometimes you get bad games from your favorite teams like last night with magic and the hornets and sometimes you get bad dunk contests sometimes you get some phenomenal performances and i'm still here to hold out for some of the better performances and last question david for you about the charlotte hornets just Pre-All-Star break, what's your evaluation on what they've done so far, where their record is, Borrego's performance, just anything, any kind of thoughts that you have pre-All-Star break? Yeah, you know, I mean, a real bummer last night. Obviously, I know you'll get to that game a little bit more. Hopefully, they were just mailing it in. Well, not hopefully, (laughs) but, you know, that last game for the All-Star break, you see teams kind of thinking about the All-Star break and and not really having their mind in the game. But, you know, the the trade deadline was – it was uh, fun. <laughs> you guys had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I was kind of with Nada and, and y'all when it was really upsetting, really disappointing after all the chatter that Mark Gasol did not end up here. And then you hear the Harrison Barnes stuff after the fact, too. Um, but but I, I was 
I quickly came down. I reversed course a little quicker than Nada did, <laughs> and just where this team is trying to go and and what they're ultimately trying to do. And I thought, you know, Rick Bennell had some wise words too that they inherited, or Mitch Kupchak specifically inherited, kind of a mess. You know, it was a mess with the roster, and he and JB are trying to figure things out. And it's not going to be turned around by one trade deadline, most likely, or one draft. And Mitch, those guys haven't been been on the job a year yet. So I think, you know, it feels like the same old, same old to a lot of fans out there because MJ is still in place and the team's still doing kind of the same things. And they can't make any moves, you know. They're, they're, they're hamstrung by these old contracts. And unfortunately, they're going to have to ride them out. You know, I think you guys have said that Mitch is still going to try and get creative and do some things in the offseason around the draft with trades because it's really their only way to make, you know, give this team a shot in the arm. But they're going to just have to ride it out. And it's frustrating at times to watch because you'll have games like last night where you just shake your head. And it's just like, how much more of this can we take? And I totally get that. Um, but unfortunately, you got to have faith in the new regime that, hey, Mitch is an NBA guy. You said it a million times, Walker. Like, he's got the track record that shows you you got to give him a chance to show that he knows what he's doing. So that's my overall theme. Uh, for this season, they 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 really have to make the playoffs. Though I mean, that's what this comes down to, and we think they will. Anything or nothing is guaranteed, unfortunately. But I think uh, you know people are right to be a little disappointed around the trade deadline. But ultimately, I, I think hanging on to the young guys and the draft pick will hopefully work out in their favor as they try and you know kind of build this thing up from the inside. Sure, I completely agree. At least he didn't make the panic move that Rich Cho has made sometimes, as described by Doug. And you look at Mitch Kupchak as a guy that can evaluate talent, as we've mentioned previously frequently. This is someone that at least held on to a first-round draft pick. So when you think about it, fine. Like I, I think I, I'm with you. Like I would have liked to have seen something else, but I think we're we're all right and kind of going through that roller coaster and then eventually settling on. You know what? At least they didn't give up future assets. All right. Thanks again to David Walker, our sneaker correspondent. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. David, we always enjoy it, man. That was fun. Thanks for hopping on and uh, enjoy All-Star Weekend. Man, thanks so much, Walker. I'd love to join you guys again before the season is out and keep up the good work and enjoy the weekend, buddy. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I'll definitely have you on again and uh, to talk more sneakers and just basketball in general surrounding the Charlotte Hornets. We'll take a quick break. It's the bad part of the show next. We'll recap the Magic game here on LOH, Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaps a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. We need the boys to mend with that now. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Coming to you live from the 7.30 The Game ESPN Charlotte Essex Home Studios, and we appreciate them for housing us today. But as always, we want to give a shout-out to the Gittimer.com studios, where we usually broadcast from. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. So as I mentioned before, the Charlotte Hornets get destroyed by the Orlando Magic last night. I think it was the third best active streak of head-to-head wins that any team had one over the other. The Charlotte Hornets 
had 13 straight wins over Orlando. Mentioned it yesterday, Steve Clifford, no Steve Clifford. A couple of games that they already played this season where Orlando had Coach Cliff, the Hornets had taken care of them pretty handily. And then you see this coming from a mile away. The Hornets, they lose to the Orlando Magic after they had put together a nice stretch of games for them. Again, they had won four in a row. They had won six of their last seven. Now you can make it five in a row, and you can make it seven of their last eight. 127 to 89 points. So it's the second game in a row the Hornets have failed to reach 100. In today's day and age in the NBA, that's brutal. You look at the first halves of both of those games. Against the Pacers, they only scored 38 points. Against the Magic, they only scored 36. And guys, this is right after the game against the Atlanta Hawks where they scored over 70 in the first half. You put that against the Indiana Pacers, and okay, it's a phenomenal defense that they play. Of course, that's a defense that can hold teams to that kind of a scoring output in the first half. Not that low frequently, but it's not inconceivable to think that the Pacers would be capable of doing so. But the Orlando Magic, holding you to 89 points, even with Steve Clifford's defensive philosophy, even if he does have some intel on the Charlotte Hornets more so because he coached this roster more so than any of the other coaches out there, that kind of effort that they put up last night, it's inexcusable. We've described losses exactly with that word before this season inexcusable but we've it's telling it's still true it rings true the Bulls the Hawks game and we've we've gone through all of the teams before that they've lost to and the Magic aren't that but to put up that kind of effort you would have lost to anybody last night you would have lost to the Knicks again last night who just got their first win in six weeks 89 points the box score is ugly too You look at Kimba Walker, 4 of 20 from the field. And you know you always rely on both of the point guards on the roster. The Hornets rely on Kimba Walker through about three quarters. And then when it comes fourth quarter time, they rely on Tony Parker. And when you don't have Tony Parker playing, they struggle mightily. I was looking at the wins and loss splits and Tony Parker's stats that come with that. Tony Parker's stats are so much better. Field goal percentage, way up. Points per game, way up in the wins. And you can tell when Tony Parker has his better games, the Charlotte Hornets win. And I don't know how different that is from the other sixth or seventh men off of the bench for other teams when they do well. I'm sure it does help their teams win. But you know how reliable they have been with Tony Parker coming off of that bench, coming in with the second unit. Coming in with the first unit. I mean, you've seen Kimba Walker and Tony Parker play alongside each other quite a bit this season. And so now Tony is hurt. He's got the back spasms. And the sample size is way too small to evaluate what Shelvin Mack can give you and what he has given you and whether you should like that signing or not. But boy, he's looked really bad the last couple of games. One of five from the field against Orlando. Only played 12 minutes. He went four or five from the free throw line at least. He missed both of his free throw attempts against the Indiana Pacers. So it's not been a good couple of games for Shelvin Mack. You should not evaluate the move in its entirety based on the last two games with Shelvin Mack, but it has not been a good two contests for him in the new Hornets jersey. And you look at Kimba, he goes four of 20 in this game. So when your best player that you rely so heavily on When he goes 4 of 20, and when you don't have Tony Parker, who has arguably been the second most important player 
for this team the entire season, at least getting the victories when it counts most in the fourth quarter. When you don't have either of those things going for you, then yeah, you're probably going to lose. But it just goes to show you how much they rely on both of those pieces. Kimba going 0 for 7 from three-point range as well. So when Kimba doesn't show up and Tony literally can't show up because of injuries, they get beat by almost 40 points. I mean, that's insane against that type of team like the Orlando Magic. At least you got to see Malik Monk put on a decent shooting performance, not from three-point range, only one of seven from behind the line, but seven of 16 from the field. It's all garbage time, though. I mean, I'm nitpicking to try to find something good here that you saw from the Charlotte Hornets. So now you have the Charlotte Hornets heading into the post-All-Star break at 27-30. and 30. The Magic, they're 27-32. and 32. We've talked about how hot, they, how hot they've been. So not only did you fear losing to the Magic because they were playing such good basketball, but now, oh wait, they've caught you in win totals. We talked about this four-game stretch that they had at the beginning of this week. All winnable games. The Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo, even though they had been playing well, that's certainly a winnable game. I don't care if it's on the road. It's a winnable game. They lose that one. Okay, fine. At least you have Orlando, Washington, and Brooklyn next. But Orlando was the one that I feel like you probably felt good about. Vegas had Orlando, I think, as a three-point favorite. But still, you felt, I think, decent about going to a team that you beat 13 straight times, beating them for a 14th. So they lose that one badly. You have all-star break. I saw James Borrego in the post-game interview last night look as heated as he ever has been, at least in my eyes, in his tenure with the Hornets after a loss, saying that they didn't even want to compete. We've heard him say that before, but he did not want anything to do with Ashley Shamadi's questions. Just zero. And so now you lose to Orlando. You've got Washington and Brooklyn. By the way, Brooklyn is on the second night of a back-to-back right after the all-star break. And then you get Golden State. That's February 25th. You get Golden State and Houston at home. So you've done a good job against the Miami Heat, the Detroit Pistons, and the Orlando Magic up until last night. That's going to help you. But all of a sudden, this is not a guaranteed playoff spot. And we talked about it at the deadline. They wanted to make a move for Marcus Gasol. Again, I think we've all had the roller coaster where we were upset that nothing happened. I feel like when you take a step back from it, you're saying, okay, at least they didn't get jobbed by anyone. But it's important for them to make the playoffs with Kimber Walker on this roster, regardless of whether we think tanking is the option, regardless of whether, whatever we think. We have heard how important it is to Kimba to make the playoffs. He has said that. You know, I remember on the jump when he went out and they played the LA Clippers on the road, he discussed how he does not want to be at home sitting on his couch watching the playoffs. I think he might have said something like that again in the interview that he had with Chris Mannix. I mean, it's ridiculous. And you don't make a move. This is the roster that you're dealt with. And so when you lose games like that, and you don't have a whole lot of margin for error to just, okay, well, we'll just get the next one. No, the Hornets aren't good enough to just kind of go in with that attitude. And I saw Nada tweet this out, and I'm not disagreeing with him at all. And I, In fact, I completely agree with him that the Hornets just wanted to get to the All-Star break. Well, they got there, and they got there in a bad way. And Borrego didn't have any of these guys ready to go. No, the, the players, they, they need to take responsibility themselves. They weren't ready to go. So now it's really bad to see the Hornets head into the All-Star break with such, I feel like, a meaningful loss. 
It's one where the Hornets are now tied with the Magic in the win column. Detroit gets better picking up Wayne Ellington. They're certainly capable of going on a run. Brooklyn, while they've kind of fallen back to where the Hornets and the Detroit Pistons are and just kind of in that mix, I I still feel like most people would pick the Nets. People are high on the Nets, and you should be. I mean, it's not like they have a ton of veterans that have hit their peak. They've got Russell, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, all of those guys are going to get better. It doesn't look good. It does not look good. Hopefully they can kind of regroup and come back with a sense of purpose to try to get a playoff berth in the second half of the season. I guess the post-All-Star break portion of the season. But certainly it was not good for the Hornets to lose that badly, to leave you that kind of taste in your mouth as you head into All-Star Weekend. All-Star Weekend should be fun at least, though, and hope you guys all have a good time. We're going to try to put some stuff on Patreon. I'll see what I can do to try to make this thing interesting for you guys and also just through everybody that listens to the Locked on Hornets podcast. I will get to go this weekend, and I hope you guys do as well, whether you find some tickets somewhere or you just get to go uptown and enjoy the festivities. It should be a lot of fun, as Charlotte does host what is the focal point of basketball this time of year. Thanks for listening to us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us all on Twitter and on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. We'll take another break until Monday, and then we'll recap all of what was All-Star Weekend and try to get you set for the post-All-Star break portion of the schedule. It's Walker Mail. Thanks for joining us once again.